When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. He's going to be in town next Friday for Friday Night Smackdown. Pat McAfee maybe, will be. Maybe we can get him on to just do the skull just chant with us. Skull we don't need any. We don't need any of his takes. Nothing. We just just want the skull chant. That'd be, be great to get him on. Yeah, I'd love to have that mm-hmm. guy. See what on. I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Pull Executive Producer. <laughs> make, make that EP uh, in all caps if you can get uh, if you can get him on. All right, this is Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer Declan Goff. It's a four question Friday here, including an interesting general manager ranking list that we'll get to. But uh, today, you guys are diving in to a brand new partner with Purple Daily, Pig Approved Barbecue, a delicious new barbecue joint. And uh, all of their meat is 100% wood-smoked beef brisket, pulled pork. Mm -hmm. I got the pork spare rib right here. Oh, the spare ribs. Here's the sad thing for me. Yeah. Mine's all gone. Because unlike Declan, where did it go? I'm a PIG pig, and I ate it too quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this was uh, outstanding. They also have a food truck available Wait, for events, on. and mm-hmm. uh, you can check out their full menu and place an order at pigapprovedbbq.com. Pigapprovedbbq.com. All right, Judd's going to actually eat that bone here if we oh. don't get to question number one in Four Question Friday. All right, here's question number one. Mm-hmm. Put down your pig-approved barbecue. Is Rick Spielman mm. a top seven general manager? Right. This list from NBCSportsEdge.com mm-hmm. not only ranks every general manager in the NFL, but has like a full like two hundred word write up about each one. They got Bill Belichick number one, and I might pump the brakes on that a little after what happened when Tom Brady left. I might like maybe just like move him down to number two for a minute. Mm-hmm. But they've got Kevin Colbert with the Steelers number two. I don't know about that. Andy Reid and Brett Veach with the Chiefs, number three. Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, number four with the Saints. Brandon Bean with the Bills, number five. Chris Ballard with the Colts, number six. And Rick Spielman, number seven. Two things that are never lacking in Rick Spielman's front office. Dull days or creative solutions. Brings up the Stefan Diggs. 
all full of creative solutions here at Scoring Uh Brings up the Stefan Diggs, maneuvering out from under that and getting Justin Jefferson. Um, talking about rebuilding the defense this offseason with Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson. Spielman's latest balancing act will be in need of a full-blown rebuild if Zimmer falls short and uh, fails to sort things out on defense this year. Rick Spielman, seventh? Give me eight, nine, and ten if you would be so kind. Les Sneed Rams is eight. John Schneider Seahawks, nine. John Robinson Titans, ten. John Lynch Niners, eleven. John Lynch seems a bit low to me. Um... I don't know if Rick belongs at seven, but I will say this. I think he definitely belongs top ten. So I think it's probably fair. Um, now, I guess my only question is, it's weird. In the poll that you just went through, there was, in the case of the uh, Chiefs, there was Andy Reid and the Chiefs GM. And I would wonder, I mean, look, I think contractually, unless it's changed, that Rick still has final say of the 53-man roster. But there's no question Zim has a huge say. And, you know, look no further than the fact that this defense during the course of the last few months has been completely rebuilt. And that's not a Spielman thing. That's a Zim going to Spielman. So I wonder if the two should be tied together a little bit closer like they did with the Chiefs. But that being said, and there's a big but, you know, Rick has Rick has struggled to necessarily find that quarterback. And in Teddy, it was bad luck. In Ponder, it was a, a huge whiff. And I think your number one goal at the beginning of your tenure as a GM is to not have to do what the Vikings did with Cousins, right? The number one goal is to draft a quarterback, develop him. And especially if it's a first-round pick, there's five years of cost control, which is fantastic because that allows you to build your team. Uh, Rick's first-round picks have not always worked out, but, of course, that's probably true for lots of GMs. Overall, Rick's had some good drafts. So I think top 10 is fair, and it's not its not as if, from my perspective, that Rick still has a job, and I'm like, I'm shocked by that. He should have been fired. There have been some questionable moves. There have been some times where I, I think his seat has been hot, including going into 2021. But overall, I think since taking over as GM, I think around 2011, he's established himself in doing a pretty solid job. And and also, shout out to cap guy Rob Brzezinski, who clearly plays a huge role, too, and is mm-hmm. probably overall the most underappreciated person in the Vikings organization. Mm-hmm. Does seventh feel about right to you, Dex? Uh, I mean, I feel like Les Need and John Lynch should be ahead of them. I mean, those guys have built out some damn good rosters. They've been aggressive. Um, yes, the quarterback is still up in the air in San Francisco with Garoppolo, and we won't know about Trey Lance. You know, they pulled out of a big trade to get Matt Stafford, and now the Rams are kind of the talk of the town in the NFC. I think both those guys should probably be ahead of Spielman, but top 10 does seem right. That that does seem like the right place for him. He's a savvy GM. He drafts extremely well. Um, they're not afraid to make splashes in free agency. I, I do think he's a top 10 GM. Can I draw, Phil... Yeah. Before you start, can I draw a, a possible comparison? And it just came to mind. I'm not sure it's right, but it seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. Are Rick Spielman and Kirk Cousins on on a list like this probably about the same? I would put Rick a little bit. Well, Zimmer ahead. too. I mean, they're they're all good, not great, right? But I'm saying like I think, but but Zimmer because he's coach as well might just get fired now. Like Kirk, you know, we always say, what about Kirk? Well, Kirk's statistics are good. I mean, Kirk puts up, and Kirk is, Kirk's a top, let's say, 12 quarterback. Spielman's probably a top 10 GM. That doesn't make them your favorite, and it doesn't make them fantastic. But I think in both cases, and this is damning to a certain point, 
you certainly could do worse. I mean, the, the the Vikings as a team kind of fall in this range, right? They're always kind of like yeah. seven through twelve, like they're in the fringe playoff race. Yeah. Once every ten years, they pop up into the top five. I mean, that's that's kind of the, the entire story of the franchise. I think it's really easy to spend uh, just like an uh, an abundance of time unnecessarily focusing on Rick Spielman's flaws or whiffs. All these guys have whiffs. Go look at some of the Bill Belichick drafts in recent history. Like, they can't find a wide receiver. They've whiffed on some defensive players. So, we, you know, we sit here in a vacuum because, you know, we were immersed in Vikingsville and Rick Spielman, but not as much like the Steelers' third-round pick and whether that guy's panning out. GMs are going to whiff on draft picks, and they're going to whiff on some free agent signings. And I think with Rick Spielman, the three best things I can say about him, and I do believe he's a top-10 general manager, I don't think he's anywhere near like top three until he solidifies a couple more things. But number one, he diffuses drama. You don't get these situations like the Packers have with Rodgers. This whole thing with Daniil Hunter could have played out so much worse, right? He just he diffuses drama. He's able to avoid holdouts. He's able to mostly get guys what they want contractually and also have the Vikings come out on the better end. Um, number two, he puts together competitive rosters. Like the Vikings are never three and thirteen. One time, basically, in the last you know twenty or thirty years, have they had that kind of a train wreck season? And number three, he's not afraid to make big splashy moves, whether it's signing Kirk Cousins in free agency or making a trade for Jared Allen, which he was very involved in that back in two thousand eight. He wasn't the GM, but like those three things, I think put him in the top ten for sure. Um, all right, question number two. Speaking of Rick Spielman, get the Rick cackle leading us to question number two. How do you guys feel about the NFL applying even more pressure on players to get vaccinated? They've now basically said if you can't feel the team for a game and you can't figure it out, it's a forfeit for you. It's it's a loss for you in the playoff standings, basically. Yep. Uh, and now you got all these players. DeAndre Hopkins, probably the most high profile and prominent, but all these players coming out and saying, like, this is hey, I haven't gotten the vaccine yet. Like, They're, they're going to make unvaccinated players wear wristbands around practice facilities and masks and stuff. And so the, the people who haven't gotten vaccinated feel like the NFL is applying unfair pressure on them. What are your thoughts? Well, one, I think it's great. And not only are, are they threatening, and I don't know that they would follow through on this because I think there's enough vaccinated players on most teams to play a game, but not only are they threatening forfeits but if there but if there is a game canceled they're saying everybody including the players from the non-offending team aren't going to get paid for that game so no one gets a paycheck um and and they also said that the team that caused the forfeit has to basically pay for the potential makeup game or or the law lo- i'm sorry the lost revenues from that game so basically they're going to to wilf and saying if you guys can't play you forfeit yeah. you lose you lose the you know the point the win percentage in the playoff standings, and you have to pay for what we lost. Um, look, I think it's fantastic, and here's why. I keep saying this. This isn't about people's beliefs or religion. Uh, this has to do with what this league is about, money and playing games. They don't care about people. So, like, if you want to be cared about, you, my suggestion Football's probably not for you because when push comes to shove, this league can be brutal. And, I mean, it's been brutal to both sides. Uh, this also strikes me as as a very interesting, ironic twist on the whole Trump thing where Trump said that players shouldn't, 
you know, kneel for the anthem and what was his line? Fire their asses. I'd fire them and stuff. Fire or suspend. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, basically now the league is, is saying, okay, for the rest of you who aren't going to be vaxxed, which might be some fans, I'm going to go out on a limb here of what Trump did. They're saying you have no choice. Shut up and play. So this is really interesting. But for a league that wants to get through a season and look, the Delta variant of the coronavirus is not going away and and is taking off more and more. So if you're not vaxxed, it's going to be a problem potentially. The league is saying we don't need this. We don't want this. And really what they're saying is we don't care what you think. You're paid to play, which might not be the right stance, but it's a stance that's going to try to get games accomplished. This is a league that didn't think there was going to be any semblance of a COVID problem in fall of 2021, a year ago. Like, they were looking at putting more fans in stadiums in the middle of some of the thick of it, right, a year ago. Yeah. And in some stadiums had, I think we had maybe had some half and maybe close to full capacity during last year's season. They kind of thought, all right. So we, we swallowed hard. We dealt with last year's revenue losses, but thank God that won't be a thing in 2021. And now all of a sudden it's like numbers are starting to spike a little bit more and um, unvaccinated people are getting, you know, getting the worst of it. Not that you can't get COVID or the Delta variant if you have a vax, like it can right. definitely happen. Um, but this is the NFL saying, hey, we ain't going through that again. We're packing stadiums. We're playing all these games. Nothing's going to derail it. So... Get on or get off, basically. Yep. And that's how they are in every situation, whether it's a kneel and a protest during the national anthem or whether it's, uh, you know, vaccinations now. So, I don't know. We'll see. This is going to make for some really uncomfortable locker rooms. Oh, God. Maybe mm-hmm. even an uncomfortable Vikings locker room. Have you room seen the Bill stuff, week. though, so far? The Bill stuff is already taken off. So, is it Cole Beasley or well, what? Well, Cole, Cole has been an outspoken critic of this whole thing. Stefan Diggs a couple days ago tweeted like two words, accountability, ellipses, accountability. Jerry Hughes, who's a really good player for the Bills, tweeted at some point in time, essentially the message was the greatest scientists in the world came up with this vaccine and guys don't want to take it, which makes no sense. Someone else said, yeah, I don't want... And, like, this is all internal with the Buffalo Bills. So if you don't think that this is going to... This is going to derail a team or two. No question. And the que- and the only question is, what team? And look, if Cousins isn't going to get this, the Vax, and as of now, we don't believe that he is. If you don't think that this could become an issue for your favorite football team... You're absolutely nuts. But just to be clear, though, because I don't want to give I don't want to applaud what the league is doing and just say good for them. It's great. In this case, I do agree. But just to be clear across the board. So any religious belief or political belief, this league only cares about people when it's up against it to act like it does. So they don't care. So this is not this is not a choosing uh, a sides here because they believe one thing. What this league really believes in is the almighty dollar. And the mm-hmm. prime example, I mean the prime example, and this is probably the most important example that involved human beings, is the whole Ray Rice thing. When they were, when they either saw the tape of him brutally hitting his wife or didn't bother to try to get it, and they're like, oh, he'll sit out three, three games, and we're like, okay, cool. And then TMZ unearthed that tape. 
and it was shocking. So I don't want to give them a ton of credit to and be like, bravo, you do a great job. What they care about is playing games on Sunday and making as much money as they possibly can. Yeah, that's the that's the motive here for sure. One thing I do know is golf is a very safe, socially distanced sport, okay? <laughs> and PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise out there in Southdale Center. And they've got they've got clubs priced different ranges. Sort of at the top of that ladder would be the uh, the new Gen Four clubs, which are the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. Got some fun golf happening at the uh, 3M Open this weekend in the Twin Cities. So I think people have that golf edge. Declan's playing like 36 holes oh, this yeah. weekend. Ready to rock. So he's going to have blisters. Um, but PXG Minneapolis, Golfers Paradise. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. You know, me and Ricky Fowler are in the same city. You know, I, I can look like Ricky, but I don't play like him. As long as I look like him, you know, I'm okay with that. Well, Rick, Ricky and, and, hasn't played like Ricky in a while either until this weekend. So, yeah. But PXG, I'll be looking good. Yeah, struggling. I'll be looking good. Oh, my gosh. Who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Oh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep. Just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed-free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Um, all right, boys. Question number three here <laughs> on this Four Question Friday. This is from loyal listener Christopher Greer, who wants to know, what would the image and expectations of the Vikings currently be if they had won a Super Bowl in one of the following years, 1975, 1998, 2009, or 2017? Not all four, but like just one Super Bowl in any of those decades. Yep. How would the image and the expectations of the franchise be different this year if they had one under their belt? First of all, it'd be a different feeling if they won in 75 and, and hadn't won since. So part of my answer is going to depend on the year. Like, I think if it's 98, 09, 17, it's pretty much the same. 75, you'd be like, it's still been a long time. But yeah. here's the one thing. Because Packer fans use this, and I don't think people take them seriously, nor should they. And this is not to rip them. But Packer fans talk about, you know, their bad luck in this championship game, right? NFC championship game, we the onside kick, that comes oh. back. Or like last year, you know, we did, we, oh man, we didn't get luck here or there. And I always think, bleep you, you have multiple Super, no, you have multiple Super Bowl titles. So you can't give me this. Down on our luck. I mean, you want bad luck? Look at this team. So the one thing that I think is true across the board completely, if they had won one Super Bowl in the four years that you just gave, Phil, is I I think our claim of bad luck, right? The Anderson miss, the Walsh miss, the far pass. It's not that those things would be erased, but I don't think that we could use them in the totality that we do now as almost a good but cursed franchise, uh, I think the luck thing comes off the table as soon as you have a Super Bowl, which sort of goes back to why when the Cubs won the World Series against Cleveland, it was fun, but also sort of sad because they won the World Series and you're like, the whole Cubs shtick is gone. I think the Vikings shtick is gone if you have a championship. 
Uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, 1975 is a different story because it's still been almost 50 years since 1975. So we'd still be talking about, yep. man, it's been a half century since the last Super Bowl win. But because they haven't won any, period, it's become really our identity yep. as sports fans in this time. And the Vikings are the, and I, you know, it's state of hockey too. And there's never been a professional hockey championship in the Twin Cities. But with the Vikings specifically, it has become very Cubs-like or it's, part of our identity it would be weird like we go around sort of championing this woe is us the unluckiest franchise bad things always happen and those things are true in a lot of ways there's a lot of self-inflicted stuff in there too but like i don't know what we would do i don't know it would be weird like you know boston had a drought you know the world series drought of 86 years or whatever it was and the patriots hadn't won a championship and all of a sudden 2001 hits and the Patriots win back to back, then the Red Sox win in 04, and then the Bruins won a Stanley Cup like 10 years ago, whatever it was, and they're off to the races. Their identity is totally different now as a city and as fans because of that 20 year run. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't, I don't know if we have that kind of a run in us, but we have a run at some point. You know, people, I, I put out the note like, hey, if the Bucks can do it, we can do it. Okay. And a lot of responses, we'll never get championships. <laughs> no, no, no. The Vikings will win a Super Bowl. The Timberwolves will win an NBA championship at some point. I'm not saying it happens tomorrow or in my lifetime, but, like, it will happen, and it will change our identities as sports fans. And the parade in Seattle for the Wolves championship will be fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it really will be. The new Supersonics. Just right around Lake Union. It'll be a blast. Yep. Um I don't know, Declan. Do you feel like would it would it change the identity of? Yeah, I think it would. It people just, your age, anyways. Yeah, it definitely would. I I think the issue too, or not the issue, but the conundrum is like 09 was Favre, and that was fun, but it was a one off. Case Keenum was also a one off. Randall Cunningham was a one off. Like we haven't had like I, I think of the Chiefs, the Chiefs who won their first Super Bowl since you know whenever, and I know that wasn't their first with Pat Mahomes, but it'd been so long, right? And and Vikings and Chiefs. Fans were kind of in that similar boat of very good franchises that had pop-up years that never got over the hump. But now the Chiefs are it, right? Like, now the Chiefs are the coolest thing. Golden State Warriors in the NBA up until six, seven years ago. Now all of a sudden there's a bunch of Golden State Warriors fans that came out of the woodwork, and now again they're hiding. Um, I do think it'd be interesting how people would perceive the Vikings given if that one of those NFC Championship games played out because basically it changes the complete trajectory of where the 2021 Vikings are right now. Yeah. All right, question number four for you guys here. It's our <laughs> would-you-rather question of the week. Would you guys rather know all of the world's secrets or live ignorantly forever? So, like, by the world's secrets, elaborate a little bit more. UFOs, JFK, everything. Like, everything that could be a conspiracy yeah, theory. For me, honestly. You would just get, you would, you would get to know these things. Or you can, mm. or you can elect to not want to know. Mm. So, full disclosure, I'm sort of counting on on when I die, I'll find that stuff out. So, like, I think it'll be a fun part of being dead. Oh, what if you don't though? What if you, what if you're wrong about that? Like, what if you're just in but the that's ground not, with but worms? That's, yeah, but <laughs> oh, crema- I'm going yeah, cremation. No, I hope I'm not, that's not. I'm not going ground. I'm going cremation. I, I mean, more like your spirit, though. Like, hopefully, hopefully, there's a fun afterlife and I yeah, a party. What you believe, yeah, lots of happy hours. Um, <laughs> you know what? I am going. You know, you know what? I think so. Some of the stuff you just 
rattled off? I would like to know. But I feel like the question, like all of the world secrets, there's a lot there. And and like I'd be if I said yes and it came true, I feel like I'd be biting off a ton more than I probably want. Like, don't you kind of want to know if there's like really an Illuminati, like if there's puppet string pullers, but but, like go back generations. But I think you'd also go to a Freemasons, don't you? I think you'd also be going to a very dark place that I don't want to go. Like, I think I would learn a lot of things I don't need to know and don't want to know and would just be really depressing. Well, I'd love to know about law and order. I want to know everything. I'm out. No. I want to know. I'm going to live ignorantly. Know. Ignorance is bliss. It's a cliche that has some truth. I'm going. <laughs> okay. I'm going. No thanks, because I think there's a level of stuff I would learn that I would just be like, oh, I did not want to know that. Yeah, okay. I lean on the ignorance scale as well. Um, wow. I also just like I'm okay with with not understanding the world's secrets. I'm just like okay with it. And I'm also okay with like a bunch of like a lot of, when people are talking about tracking devices or this, this, and that, like. I have, I sign up for clear security clearance at the airport, okay? Like, I, I have clear security clearance. They have my retinas and thumbprints saved so that when I come up there, so they stolen. know I'm Declan Goff. Oh, that's gross. So, yeah. the gut, like, if, if, if you're worried about the government knowing your secrets and you're worried about them taking away these things, like, they, everything you do is being tracked by us. So, like, I, I, I don't just, want them, I don't want, under, yeah. I don't want them tracking me at the grocery store. What are, yeah. you, what are you buying at the grocery store? Yeah, they don't exactly. care about you. Yeah, you, you. Are you upset that you're going to buy nine whole grain <laughs> bread? Yeah, I would be upset at you too. But um, it's it's just a whole thing. It's just a whole thing. All right, I'm so I'm know. the only one. So, yeah, right, I don't so want cool. to know. I'm the only one. I don't want to know. I, I, I think we'd find out a lot of things that we don't want to know, don't need to know, and that would be really disturbing. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Federated, there's nothing secret about what they bring. They bring all kinds of value and peace of mind and resources to business owners all across the state of Minnesota, been around since 1904 in Owatonna, and uh, they've also been helping to raise all kinds of money for Big Brothers Big Sisters as well. In fact, since 2005, the Federated Challenge has raised over $41 million for BigBrothersBigSisters.org, and uh, that money has gone to help build more one-on-one mentoring relationships to uh, ignite the potential of our country's youth. So, Federated doing some awesome work. Big Brothers Big Sisters also doing some awesome work at their website, BigBrothersBigSisters.org. You can find out more. And that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Bye. Daily. Judd yeah. still pounding that pig-approved barbecue. Yeah. You look like Stella. What? Pound on a bone. What do I care? Yeah. No, Stella's much cleaner. Yeah, Stella's way, way better manners than me. Yeah. My God. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.